0: When we do things day after day, with little change to routine, or something that isn't particularly challenging, once we become familiar with it, we leave ourselves open to mistakes. When it comes to complacency in aviation, it's dangerous. It's not only dangerous, but it can be a killer. In this episode, I'm going to discuss how complacency can creep into our day-to-day operations and look at some accidents which have occurred as a result. All that coming up, so strap in and let's get into it. G'day everyone and welcome to episode 40 of Flight Training Australia, the podcast all about flight training and flying in Australia and beyond. I'm your host Trent Robinson, thank you for joining me. Yep, 40 episodes, we're cracking on. So thank you to everyone for your great feedback, um spotify over 100 five star reviews 50 on apple Podcasts, and heaps of fantastic written reviews uh, I really really appreciate everybody taking the time to write those uh, just a couple of recent ones that have been added is uh from vh aussie fantastic resource i wish i'd found this when i was training would have saved me many headaches still plenty of useful info for new commercial pilots and those new to the industry And Tushar, lots of valuable learnings from really experienced pilots, very well put together, and it's entertaining to listen to while you learn. So thank you for taking the time to leave those reviews. Remember, you can go to Apple Podcasts and leave a written review. Otherwise, on the Spotify app, you can leave a five-star review, which um, just helps the podcast be found by uh, others just like you, other aviators. And also, um, it just means a lot to me. It helps me know that um, everyone's out there listening. And it's helping you all out. So thank you for doing that. Also, thanks for the great feedback from last week's episode. Um, Bob Tate's episode was great chat, and uh, I hope you all enjoyed his story and the discussion we had on theory and exams. Remember, for the less than the cost of a coffee, you can support the show by becoming a patron. And cost a few beers or even a lunch, you could be a top level tier supporter, which will mean the world to me. And it really helps with the cost associated with the uh, podcast episode and, uh, also the YouTube videos that I'm working on at the moment. And we'll start getting out there soon. Unfortunately, I've got a little bit busy with flying. It's IPC season at the moment, um, booked out for the next six weeks. And last year it was just the same. So I will get them out as soon as possible. And, um, yeah, having a little bit of coin to put to it together towards the uh, equipment and everything I'm doing there would mean the world. So if you want to help out with that, please go check out patreon.com forward slash Flight Training Australia. And uh, I'd love to have you on board there. Also aviation fans in Brisbane, just wrapped up the Brisbane Air Show after being postponed for a week with the weather. It uh, looks like everyone had a fantastic weekend and uh, some great aerial displays and uh, attendance by everybody. So fantastic! Air shows are so important to keep waving the aviation flag and maintaining current enthusiasts, and also drawing uh, new blood to aviation uh, with kids checking it all out, and uh, also those that are ready to start possibly flight training themselves. So keep it up with the air show scene. There's a lot more coming up. If you've got an air show or an open day or era uh, club day, anything like that, flight school and you'd like me to uh, mention it on the podcast to uh, share and hopefully help uh, draw a few people along, then please send me an email and let me know about it. So on to today's topic, complacency. The fact of the matter is it is a real killer. More often than not, it just gives us a real fright and a bit of a wake-up call. But unfortunately, some of us aren't so lucky. So what does it mean by being complacent? What is complacency? In short, it's the self-satisfaction accompanied by a loss of awareness of the dangers around us. Complacency starts to creep in once we end up in a routine activity uh, which, you know, doesn't necessarily challenge us anymore. It might have been to begin with, but it just starts to become the norm and the mundane. Meaning our attention to detail starts to wane and we leave ourselves open to making mistakes, which could potentially be costly distractions and rushing can also lead to mistakes but generally it's the complacency that leads us to not picking them up and correcting them averting disaster i remember back in my day doing a joy flight in the tiger moth i completed a couple that morning already ordered the fuel and went inside to have a break until my next passenger arrived i loved the tiger moth had many hours in it and was very comfortable with it and the routine It was an hour joy flight. It was going to be about half an hour or so up the coast with the second half hour uh, dedicated to doing some aerobatics. My passengers arrived, I loaded them up, and uh, off we went. It wasn't until I was heading out towards the coast that I did my first set of clear-off checks or in-flight checks, if you like, and upon uh, scanning the fuel gauge, I realised my error. The fuel truck hadn't come at all. I had enough fuel for half an hour, but as it was a full-hour flight, I ordered fuel. So I made the decision to just continue, do the first half-hour scenic along the coast, come back in, refuel, and then go out and do the aerobatics. And I paid for the extra landing fee. Whilst I possibly was complacent in my preparation before the flight, but being switched on in the cockpit, using the checklist and going through my standard motions I detected the issue I corrected it and no harm was done I saw the fuel truck drive past the uh, the window I assumed it had come from my aeroplane and just went into that mundane task and just didn't even bother checking I made an assumption and assumptions have no place in aviation. According to E.L. Wiener, complacency is caused by the very things that should prevent accidents. Factors like experience, training, and knowledge constantly are contributing to complacency. So it's not about beginner pilots or low-time pilots. It's actually the more experienced pilots. I've mentioned in other episodes before, once we reach around that you know, five, 700 hour mark, we can start to think that we really know what we're doing and the dangers can start to set in. So we get experienced, we believe we know what we're doing and we might start skipping things like doing checklists properly, if at all, monitoring instruments or gauges in flight, not programming the GPS properly, proper flight planning, leaning the mixtures it all can lead to cutting corners because we convince ourselves that we know what we're doing and it'll be all right, mate. It can mean the difference between a dangerous performance or a professional performance. On the 24th of July in 2021, a SIAI maketi an SM1019B, was substantially damaged when it was involved in an accident at Lewiston Nez Perce County Airport in Idaho. The pilot was fatally injured. The pilot was attempting an intersection takeoff about midfield when, shortly after the airplane became airborne, it pitched up aggressively, rolled left, and descended into the ground in a nose down attitude and crashed. There's a confronting video of this accident on YouTube, and I have included the link in the episode description for those that want to have a look. When I read the description, of this accident, and then I saw the footage. I immediately thought of another accident, almost 30 years ago. It's coming up in August, the 30th anniversary, actually, of a de Havilland, Canada DHC-4 Caribou on a flight. It shows the aircraft pitching up, in this case rolling right, in a wing-over-style manoeuvre, and then crashing back into the ground. The findings of this incident was the control lock was still fitted, And this is what I immediately thought when I saw the video of this recent incident. An experienced, highly trained military crew of three pilots failed to pre-flight the aircraft, remove the control lock, follow checklists after engine start and do final controls full and free prior to takeoff. Three opportunities for most of us, to pick up the error. But there were three crew on board this aircraft. It was missed nine times. Back to the Marketti accident. The examination, and I'm not going to read the whole report in full, but again, I'll make that available too. You can have a look. But the examination did not reveal any evidence of pre-accident malfunctions or failures of the flight control system. There was no evidence to indicate that the pilot's seat had moved. Uh, both the engine and the propeller exhibited damage signatures consistent with high engine power and impact, but otherwise no signs of failure. The airplane was equipped with a flight control locking system that comprised a pivoting U-shaped control lock tube mounted permanently to the rudder pedal system or the assembly and a forward-facing locking arm mounted to the pilot's control stick. The control lock immobilised the aileron elevator controls but still allowed for near-full movement of the rudder and tailwheel, allowing the pilot to get to the runway. High-resolution camera footage of the accident revealed no discernible movement of the elevators or rudders, further suggesting that the flight controls were possibly immobilised by the control lock. (coughs) Although the control lock is painted red, its orientation when engaged results in the pilot viewing it directly down its length at its narrowest profile. A pilot who owned a similar airplane stated that he had once become distracted during pre flight checks and was able to taxi, initiate takeoff, and became airborne with the control lock engaged. He stated that once he realised his mistake, removal of the lock was a struggle due to the forces imposed onto the control stick during takeoff. The intended purpose of this particular flight was routine, there was no time pressures current, the pilot was reported to be extremely thorough about performing pre-flight checks, and according to his wife, the expected duration of the normal pre-flight activities would not have allowed him to depart when he did. The pilot had limited experience in the accident airplane, which could explain why it didn't remove the control lock during the pre-flight inspection. There was no video evidence to prove insight into the duration or scope of the pilot's pre-flight However, omission of the pre-flight control check was uncharacteristic, given his extensive flight experience, and the reason it was not performed couldn't be determined. While the omission of the control check uh, control check is consistent with a pilot rushing or distracted, and the short duration from taxi to takeoff would have resulted in the pilot's opportunity to detect or would have reduced sorry the pilot's opportunity to detect this error. Had the pilot completed a functional check of the controls before initiating takeoff, the presence of the lock would have been detected and the accident would have been prevented. History repeats itself, an almost identical incident to the Caribou and I'm sure there's several others out there as well. The findings were that the probable cause was the pilot's failure to remove the flight control lock before departure which resulted in a loss of airplane control and impact with terrain. Contributing to the factor was his failure to perform an adequate pre-flight and flight control check before takeoff. The pilot was a former top gun, F-14 pilot with thousands of hours experience and more hours on the F-14 than any other. Never convince yourself that you're immune and protected from making mistakes. You may recognize symptoms of complacency in yourself or those around you. Things like making mistakes, accepting lower standards, boredom, inattention to tasks, accepting and being satisfied with current conditions at work or neglecting important safety itineraries. All these things are signs that maybe you're starting to get a bit complacent and you need to wake up and step up a bit. So what are some ways we can counter complacency? Awareness is a huge one. Just listening to this very podcast right now, could be the trigger to wake you up and make you consider your own situation and recognise that, hey, I've dropped the ball a bit. Reading accident reports, subscribing to things like CASA's flight safety magazine, listening to uh, other podcasts, reading accident reports, ATSB reports and the like, learning from others' mistakes. Attitude to your job and safety protocols, maintaining your knowledge to ensure safe operations, Remember, just having a job isn't the whole thing. You need to maintain the standard and you need to perform. Those of you that are coming uh, in in 135 operations, chart operations, will be doing OPCs every six months soon. There'll be checks. These aren't to catch you out or to stress you out or freak you out or anything, but they're there to help maintain safety standards. Normally you'd do a prof check probably every 12 months. Now they'll start becoming every six. So embrace these opportunities to practice skills that you don't normally practice to rehearse drills and procedures that you otherwise don't get to do. Training. Continue training and improvement, no matter how confident you're feeling. There's always something we need recurrency on and to refresh knowledge and procedures. Got a long leg? Pull out the ARP, the CASRs. Just have a flick through. Refresh yourself. Ask yourself, What if or what would you do if scenarios? Just like in a flight test or proficiency check and have a think about it generally as to how you would react or what would you do in a given situation and even in a given location. All these things help fight complacency and keep us on our toes. When flying and around aircraft or any other aspect of our lives, we should never allow ourselves to become complacent We not only endanger ourselves, but those passengers we are charged with keeping safe every time they travel with us. Could even be friends or family. Following standard operating procedures, using checklists and operating the aircraft in accordance with the POH are all steps in mitigating risk and keeping complacency at bay. That's it for this week's episode. A little bit serious, but it is something that we all need to work on and again like i said if it saves a life then it's been worth doing appreciate your time if you'd like to contact me you can do so by email info at trentrobinsonaviation.com.au and simply uh, put in all your details there and i'll get back to you as soon as i can you can also get hold of me on instagram or facebook Just look for Trent Robinson Aviation and you can catch me up there. I'm also on LinkedIn and be happy to talk to you there as well. Next week's episode, very special guest, my dad, Captain Peter Robinson, retired, um, been retired for a few years now. He's had a fantastic career throughout Qantas and ANSET before that. And so, yeah, we'll talk about a little bit of my beginnings, but also just, yeah, all the things he got up to in that amazing career. And hope you can join us then. In the meantime, clear skies and remember the golden rule aviate, navigate, communicate. Cheers, everyone.